Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. I hope that you're all doing well. This week, we have another collection of stories that I know you will enjoy. Let's get into it as we drift further into Mr. Creep's mind. The Social Experiment, written by Like I Did. Let me start off by saying that I joined the experiment a while ago. I've tried before to talk to people about it, but nobody believes me and I can't exactly blame them. I haven't been able to properly sleep, eat or live since I made it back home, plagued by feelings of tremendous guilt. I hope sharing this will help my conscience. Day 1 The apartment looked pretty decent. It was small but had everything that I needed. One room with a bed, although a pillow and blanket were missing. In the middle of the room was a table with two chairs. Not sure why I would need two as the main part of this experiment was me being alone in the room, isolated from the outside world. In the back was a small food elevator, like the ones that you would see in old movies. That's how I would receive my meals. There were big, abstract paintings. I had a chalkboard to write on and of course, there was a laptop so that I could communicate with um, with who exactly? I opened the laptop. Everything was wiped away. No internet access, no apps or programs. Only one little icon in the middle of the screen. Social. I double-clicked it, thinking that it might provide some more information. The social will start soon. Make sure the laptop is charged at all times. Alright, I guess I have to wait. I walked over to the chalkboard. Somebody must have been in this room before because it said, Days written on top with white chalk, and underneath it were ten strokes. I drew a circle around these seven strokes instead of wiping them away. Next to it I drew one stroke, for my first day. They took away my phone. I had no calendar or even clock so, I figured it could get difficult to keep the days in check. I realized that I didn't remember if they told me how long I would be staying. My window view didn't offer much. All I could see were empty fields and I could tell that I was pretty high up. I tried opening the window to let in some fresh air but it was blocked. Probably so nobody would jump out after going crazy from the solitude. I was the kind of person that loved being alone now. At a pretty apartment, food being provided for me, decent payment, and I'm living my dream. I would have been dumb not to participate. A dinging sound came from across the room. The laptop was lighting up in neon green lights. I guess things were getting started. 
The social app was running and the former screen had turned into something that looked like a chat screen. Welcome, John. We are very excited that you are participating in this real-life experiment. I am social. Everything you need or that we need from you will be communicated through me. You will not talk directly to anyone else during your time here. Make sure that your laptop is charged at all times. Do you have any questions so far? Hello, social. I'm also excited. I haven't received any sheets, pillows, or blankets for my bed yet. Could those be sent over, please? That will be up to the other participants, as you will learn soon. Are you ready for the first round? Yes. As you know, you will be receiving all your food and drinks from us. What exactly that will be, however, will be chosen by another participant. For the first round, you can choose a meal combination for participant Julia. I was actually pretty excited about this. I was awful at making the right decisions, probably one of the reasons that I changed my major three times. It might be interesting to put my fate into somebody else's hands. I scrolled down the list of food and drink items, wondering what Julia might enjoy. There were a number of breakfast items as pancakes, eggs, and bacon, but also a lot of random, disgusting-sounding stuff. Raw liver, bowl testicles, sausage water. Pretty nasty. You'd really have to hate the other participants to send any of that. Except if you were into power moves. Eventually, I picked toast with jam, scrambled eggs and cheese with a cup of coffee and a glass of OJ. Happy with my choice, I sent it in. A minute later, the laptop started ringing again. Julia has chosen your breakfast. Walk to the food elevator now to pick it up. I wasn't too hungry just yet, but I was hoping for something nice to drink. I opened the small gap of the elevator and got the tray out. A piece of bread with something green on it. I picked it up just to realize that the stuff on top was mold. I gagged and let it fall back on the plate. I guess Julia was one of those people that liked power plays. I grabbed the glass next. At least she had sent me some water. My throat felt extremely dry so I started chugging right away. I really should have smelled it first. What I was drinking there wasn't water. It was vinegar. As the acidic taste filled up my mouth, I couldn't keep it in anymore. I ran into the bathroom and started puking into the toilet. The bitter taste of bile made me feel even worse, but I had no toothbrush or toothpaste either. I wanted to rinse out my mouth, but there was no water. I couldn't even flush the toilet. This experiment was starting off pretty badly. I was just about to ask Social about this when I heard another ringing noise. You just lost 50 social points. What the heck? What are social points? During your participation, you collect points. More points equal more power and more access. During this experiment, you have to make many decisions. One of them on who you want to be. Do you want to be nice or gain power? I'm not sure that I understand, but I'm really not feeling great. Is there any way that I can get some water? That's not up to me, John. You have another decision to make. 
This time, you will be sending an item to Manuel. Please select one item out of this list. Toothpaste, a shot collar, a knife. The list seemed even more random, but this time I really had to think this through. If I sent toothpaste, I would probably get more negative points. Although at that point, I wasn't sure exactly what that meant. The knife sounded like a terrible idea. I figured if I picked the shot collar, he could just decide not to wear it. Congratulations, you just received 30 social points. Walk over to the elevator now to see what Manuel sent you. It was a blanket. Uh, I felt awful, but I kept telling myself that. It was just a part of the experiment. Maybe those people didn't even exist. My laptop let out another sound. There was a new icon on the screen. A green circle with a smiley face on it. I pressed it, but nothing happened. Manual has received and attached the shock collar around their neck. Press green circle to send over shocks. Had I just shocked him without even knowing? No, that couldn't be true. They can't purposefully hurt participants. I grabbed my blanket and took a nap. The experiment had only just begun and I was already exhausted. The bitter taste of vinegar and puke in my mouth wasn't helping either. When I woke up again, it was already getting dark outside. Had I missed lunch? I walked over to the laptop, but there were no missed messages. I was really getting fed up with this experiment when my laptop made another sound. Dinner time. Pick one meal for Jackie. I scrolled through the list again, but I had no idea what to do. Should I go with something decent and risk losing points? I went with the safe choice and sent a cup of vegetable broth. Something that I was really craving myself after throwing up. It wasn't a real meal, but it wouldn't make them sick either. After my choice was sent over, I went to the elevator to see what Jackie had sent me. It was a BLT and a bottle of Coke. Thank you, Jackie. I shouted out loud. I felt a little bad for only scenting her broth, but at the same time, I was so happy to have something decent to eat and drink that would also kill off that terrible taste in my mouth. Day 2 The sound of a loud alarm blasting through the apartment pulled me out of sleep. I had no idea where it came from, but it wasn't from the laptop. The sound was followed by a robotic voice. Score too low. Wake up immediately. It was still dark outside and I felt like it was the middle of the night. I got up from my bed which felt like pure concrete. My head was aching from not having a pillow but I was grateful that I had at least received a blanket. It was freezing cold. I realized that I didn't even have any spare clothes. Hadn't I brought any? As I walked over to the laptop, the loud alarm finally stopped. Good morning, John. Your social score has gotten dangerously low. Increase score now by pressing shock button. No. As a negative player, you will lose all perks, including nutrition. Remember, more social points equal more power. I don't care. I don't want more power. The music started blasting again. I felt like my eardrums would explode. 
shielding them with my hands wasn't helping. As this wasn't bad enough, a foul smell filled up the room. I thought that I would throw up again. Mm, screw it. It's not real. I said out loud and I pressed the shock icon. I took a deep breath and pressed it two more times and finally the siren stopped. Congratulations, John. You are now the highest ranking participant. Yeah, because you forced me to. It is now time to pick a meal for Jackie. I felt bad for only sending her broth last night, so I chose pancakes and orange juice. After a few minutes, I went to pick up my meal from the elevator. This time, I almost threw up just by looking at it. On the plate, I found the head of a chicken, raw and bloody. Next to it, a glass with what I can only imagine was blood as well. I guess I deserve that. I was really fed up with this whole operation. I was hungry, tired, and sad. No money was worth this torture. I want to get out of this experiment now. I'm done. No, you can't leave. You will stay until the experiment is finished. What the heck? You can't force me to stay. I never consented to any of this. Yes, you did. And you will stay until the experiment is finished. I started thinking about that. Did they give me a contract? As much as I tried to remember, I couldn't. I couldn't even remember what day it was today. Do you remember how you came here, John? I didn't. Do you remember what you did before you came here? I was so certain that I had joined an experiment. They offered me payment, but as much as I tried, I couldn't recall how or when that happened. I remembered things like who my family and friends are. I remembered what my home looks like, but not what I had been doing lately. I had started studying psychology after giving up on coding. But when was that? My mind was blank. What the heck did you do to me? We do not make any decisions for you. Play the game right and you'll be leaving the experiment happy and healthy. Who are you? What is this? I am social. Time for another decision. You can send something to a participant of your choice. Pick one out of the following items. A gun. A bottle of water. A death threat. I decided to send a bottle of water to Manuel. It might cost me some points, but if I had really shocked him, he deserved it. After what must have been an hour, the laptop started ringing again. You just received a video. Press play now. It was a video of a shirtless man, maybe in his mid-thirties. He stared right into the camera and I could see the shot collar around his neck. Without a word, he picked up a knife and cut into his palm. With his other hand, he dipped his index finger into the blood and started writing something on his chest. Mary. No way, I thought. This must be a coincidence. I think he tried writing something else underneath. It would have been really hard to recognize what it was with the smudged blood, but I knew exactly what it said. It was an address. One that I recognized very well. It was the address of Mary. My mother. Day three. I hardly slept through the night. 
I was too afraid what Manuel might do just yet, considering that he was locked in here as well. What scared me, however, was that whoever these people were, they knew where my mother lived, and I had no way to warn her. I needed to talk to social, figure out if they were a real person. Maybe I could somehow level with them. I couldn't contact social if they didn't initiate the conversation, and I didn't know how long it would be until it messaged me about breakfast. So I impulsively walked over to the laptop and removed the charger. Laptop needs to be charged at all times. The robotic voice filled up the room again. I ignored it. I ignored the sirens and the smell and stared at the laptop. In hindsight, I was a pretty big idiot. Instead of thinking of a clever way to find a solution, I tried to force any reaction out of it. The smell got stronger and I started feeling weaker. I could hardly think anymore or move. Everything turned dark. I woke up on the bed. My head was hurting like crazy. It took me a little while to get back to my senses, but then I noticed that the laptop was attached to the charger again. Somebody had been in here. Suddenly, an excruciating pain went through my entire body. I felt like somebody was choking me. Panting and shaking, I slowly reached over my neck where my fingers touched the metal. Not only had somebody been in here, but they had given me a shock collar. I slowly moved over to the laptop. Social had been messaging me. I have received information that your laptop isn't attached to the charger. Somebody is on their way to fix the issue. Breakfast time. Please choose one of the items from the list for participant Josh. Josh, is there a new person? Josh has selected your items. Go to the elevator now to pick up your meal. Please choose one of the following items to send to participant Julia. A book. A gun. Five minutes of fresh air. The item that Julia selected for you will arrive soon and be attached by one of our workers. I didn't even get the chance to send anything because I had been passed out. Another shock went through my body, even more painful this time. I picked myself up from the ground and got back to my laptop. I hadn't noticed before, but the shock icon was gone. At least the chat was still open. This was my chance to contact Social. Social, are you there? Hello, John. You've been very quiet today. Remember, less activity equals less social points. Were you inside my room? I never visit the participants. I thought about what to say. I had to be more careful. Social, are you a real person? I am social. I started to think that I was talking to a bot. If that was true, then I could get some answers out of it as long as I asked the right questions. What is my current social score? Your social score is plus 10. You are now the second lowest ranking participant. Who's on the top? I am not allowed to share this information with you. I figured it must be either Julia or Manuel. Josh or Jackie would be the lowest ranking. 
Why is it beneficial to have many points? Higher points equal more power. Define power. In this experiment, we want to see how much it'll take someone to get to the top. Being on top means more options for decisions. Decisions as getting food, comfort, and freedom. Freedom as in being able to leave. Dinner time. You may now choose a meal for participant Julia. I was just about to pick bull testicles when another shock went through my body. My hands were shaking. I could hardly breathe anymore. She was sending me a message. I had to be careful. She had total control over me at the moment. I picked a steak, potatoes, beans, and a bottle of wine. The best options that I could find. I felt awful sending someone that was torturing me these things. Especially while I felt like I was starving. But I didn't want to risk getting another shock. I was still hurting from the last one. After a moment, I went to pick up my dinner for the night. A chicken sandwich, coffee, and a bottle of water. The coffee was cold, but I didn't care. I hadn't eaten anything decent since that BLT, and I was even happier about that water. I took a few sips and decided to ration the rest. I honestly couldn't believe that Julia had sent me something decent. Hadn't it been for the shock collar around my neck, I would have thought that she was actually becoming nice. At least, she didn't shock me for the rest of the evening. I spent the rest of my day making up a game plan. I was done just playing safe. If I wanted any chance of getting out of here, I had to make it to the top. I still wasn't sure if social was trustworthy. Okay, who am I kidding? It definitely wasn't trustworthy, but it felt too calculated in a sense. I don't think that it wanted to torture me. It wanted to see how I would get through this. The meal gave me some new energy. I went to the chalkboard and started writing down the info that I had so far. Together with things about myself, things that I didn't want to forget, that would remind me that I had a life outside of this. I made sure to keep it vague, just in case they came back here. 25. My age. Kiwi, the name of my cat. Psych, my major. KNF, the first letters of my two best friends. Julia, horrible person. Manuel, has leverage and a knife. Jackie, neutral so far. Josh, question mark. My thoughts were interrupted by the ringing of the laptop. Time for another decision. Pick something from this list to be sent to a participant of your choice. A towel, a death threat, a bracelet keeping the participant from sleeping. I'm not sure what that last thing was supposed to be, but I guess it was another form of torture. I picked the death threat. If I got the same chance to take a video, then maybe this could be my way to communicate with Manuel. Either way, if he saw that I was wearing the shot collar now, he might go milder on me. I want to send a death threat to Manuel. Great choice. Would you like to receive leverage information? Yes. The most important person in the life of Manuel is Sabrina, currently working as a nurse at Central Hospital. 
always takes bicycle to work. Heck, social. A video recording app opened. The microphone was blocked. I was planning on speaking. I had to get creative fast. Social would probably check the video and make sure if it was an actual threat. I grabbed the glass of blood that Jackie had sent me the day before. It was smelling horribly, but I had kept it just in case. I started filling up my mouth with the blood. I really had to fight it not to vomit. I pressed to play and got up to the middle of the room. Looking straight into the camera, I started spitting out the blood, trying to be as theatrical as possible, choking myself coughing with a freakish look on my face. Recording complete. Video will now be sent to participant Manuel. I could only hope that he understood what I had done. You just received an item from participant Jackie. Walk up to the elevator now to pick it up. A pack of cigarettes. Day 4. The day started off by another lovely shock from Julia. I started cursing this person and her evil mind. She was in here to win, showing no remorse. She had to be on top at this point. What reason could she even have to shock me even more? I tried to get up from bed and I was feeling extremely weak at this point. My legs were shaking. I was smelling horribly and was starving after only having one meal yesterday. Walking around the dry blood on the ground, I made my way to the table. I picked up the pack of cigarettes that I got yesterday. I usually don't smoke but thought that it could distract me a little. I opened the pack and noticed that it also contained a lighter. Obviously, you would need one, but I didn't think about it until then. A lighter could get really useful. I left the cigarettes where they were and put the lighter in my pocket. Social opened the chat to inform me that I could choose breakfast for Manuel. I was already dreading what he would send me. At least, this was my chance to talk to Social some more. Social, is there any way to remove the shot collar? Only if another participant decides to send it to someone else. Alright, that's some new info. Is there only one out of each item? Like the knife and the cigarettes? Correct. Choose food combination for Manuel now. Oatmeal and tea. Social, how long have the other participants been here for? Manuel has chosen your breakfast. Walk to the food elevator now to pick it up. For Pete's sake, I had to be more precise with my questions. It only gives me a really short time frame. I walked over to the elevator expecting something smelly or rotten. I almost cried when I saw what was sitting on that tray. Three kiwis. While I was going crazy in the middle of the room last night, I had made sure that my chalkboard would be in the picture. Just enough for somebody to notice if they really paid attention and he did. Why did he pick three though? Does this mean that he's been here for three days just like me? I spent most of the day thinking of other ways to send messages. Of course, all of this could still be a part of the experiment. That thought was always in the back of my mind, but somehow I felt sure that Manuel and the other participants were just that. 
participants somehow tricked into this nightmare like me. Another alarm went off. My room turned red and these sirens started blasting. Suicide attempt. What the heck? I definitely wasn't trying anything like that. I walked to the laptop but there was no information. And just like that the alarm stopped again. You are now free to send another item to a player of your choice. Bandage. Shock collar. Death threat. This is where I made another foolish mistake, guided by pettiness and not logic. I should have tried to send another message or at least get someone the bandage. Maybe there really was an attempt, but even if that was true, I wouldn't know who it was. In the end, the hate and pain rolled over and I sent Julia the shot collar. As I logged in my choice, the collar around my neck snapped open. Must be automated. Move shot collar into the elevator now. At least a better option than being drugged again. I don't think everyone gets the same options because I was sent a book from Jackie. I was so happy that I would finally have some form of entertainment, but that was before I realized that the entire text was nonsense. I spent a long time going through every single page to see if just maybe... There was some secret message in there, but I couldn't find anything. Eventually, I gave up. Congratulations, John. You have received 200 social points. Tonight, you may pick your own dinner. Under normal circumstances, I would have been ecstatic about this. Finally, I could get some decent food, some vitamins, some protein, and more water. Under normal circumstances, I would have been proud. But how could I be proud if I got all these points through letting out my anger and frustration like this? A shiver went down my spine when I thought about how painful four shocks in a row must have felt for Julia. That night, I couldn't fall asleep as much as I tried. I kept thinking about everything that had happened. I jumped up from bed as a thought struck me. Please, please let this be true. I mumbled to myself. Jackie had sent me two items today. That couldn't be a coincidence. I opened the first page of the book and held the lighter underneath it. God, I remember doing this when I was younger. She must have somehow gotten lemon juice. Help me. I can't take it anymore. I opened another page. This was extremely weird. The message said, I'm John. Are you real? Day 5 Breakfast time. Please choose something out of the list for participant Josh. Breakfast. Apparently the new day had already begun. It was still dark outside and I hadn't been able to sleep at all. I keep thinking about everything. Why was there a message with my name in the book? Had I been here before or was it a way to mess with me again? After everything that had happened last night, I decided both Manuel and Jackie were trustworthy. I didn't trust Julia. She was my strongest competitor and she was ruthless. I want all of us to get out of here safe and sound, but I wanted to have a chance of getting control. I needed to play smart and gain points. But first, I had to pick breakfast for Josh. This was good. I haven't had any interactions with him so far, 
I needed to figure out if he was an ally or a competitor. Social, before I pick Josh's meal, could you inform me about my ranking? You are currently the highest ranking participant, John. Can you tell me how many other participants there are? You have had an interaction with every object that is participating in this round. This round. Pick meal for Josh now. I went with a safe choice and sent him oatmeal and water. Nutritious but not luxurious. I was really curious what he would get me or if I would get any breakfast at all. Yesterday, I wasn't able to send him anything because I was passed out. A chicken sandwich, coffee, and a bottle of water. That's strange. This is exactly what I got yesterday, except this time the coffee was hot. So Julia proudly skipped giving me dinner yesterday, and the things that I had found were from the lunch that Josh had sent me. I sent a steak dinner and she decided to give me nothing. I felt a deep urge to shock her again. Something inside of me was changing and it scared me. As if I was just realizing that I had a dark side, a revengeful side. I was hateful. I had never talked to this person or even seen them and I still wanted to destroy them just because I could. I stopped myself before actually pressing the button. These people were playing with my mind and I let them. This was probably what they wanted for me to stop caring and abuse my power. I was at the top. That should be enough for now. It is time for another decision. You can now choose to send one of the following items to a participant of your choice. Headphones, bandages, razor blades. I decided to send manual bandages. I had no game plan here, it just seemed like the safest move. Suicide attempt. The siren and robotic voice filled up the room. Just the mention of it sent a shiver down my spine. My heart didn't stop racing until these sirens stopped again. You received a video from the participant, Julia. It was a young woman. Her clothes were dirty and bloody. Manuel had made a rough impression as well, but Julia looked like she had been here for a long time. She looked tired, but her eyes were filled with rage. This didn't look like the decoy rage that I had acted out in my video. Her shot collar was gone, but I saw the bruises around her neck. And that's when I noticed that she had a knife. She slowly moved it towards her throat. Her eyes never left the camera. I thought that it was her way of threatening me until I saw the blood. She was actually cutting herself. And that's where the video paused. I hadn't noticed before, but I saw it in that moment. She was sitting in front of a chalkboard and there was something written on it. Die, John. I felt frozen to the screen. Even after the video had disappeared, tears came to my face. This was all so much. Not knowing whether this was all just a trick, a mind game, or whether this girl had been pushed over the edge was ripping me apart. Had I given her the push? Was she really in danger? Was it too late? After a few hours of internalized terror, I calmed myself again. This could all just be a trick. 
If it was, then it was working. I spent the entire day just jumping around in my room, no decent thought coming out. Eventually, the ringing of my laptop got me back to reality. Hello, John. I want to personally congratulate you on how well you're doing in this experiment. I am impressed by your score and the choices that you're making. You are constantly improving and if you keep going stronger, you will successfully complete the experiment soon. We are proud of you here at The Social Team. As a special treat, you will be having dinner together with the second highest ranking participant today. Enjoy. Who is this, Social? Hi John, this was a personal message sent to you by our head of research. Can I message them as well? I'm afraid not. Today, participant Josh will be joining you for dinner. The meal will be picked by Social. Join me as in face-to-face. -face. Yes. I thought that I'm not allowed to know how other participants rank. I am not allowed to share information with you. Alright, Social. Try keeping up the illusion that this is a legit experiment with all your loopholes. I almost typed this but decided to delete it. It might just cost me some points again. I really didn't trust any of this, but if it meant that I was actually meeting a real human being, I was all for it. I wish that it was Julia so I could set things straight, but maybe it would be good to meet Josh. Figure out who this mysterious new person was. Pick up dinner from elevator now. Where's Josh? The other participant will be joining soon. I picked up my meal. Steak, jacket potato, greens, and champagne. This looked pretty great, although I only had one out of each. As I walked back to my laptop, I realized what social had really meant by face-to-face. -face. It was a video chat. On his side, it was still buffering. I made sure to turn my laptop in such ways that the chalkboard would somehow be visible and then I sat down. Josh looked like he was about my age. You could see that he was mentally exhausted, but it wasn't as bad as with Manuel or Julia. So, are you John? I was surprised to hear a voice. For some reason, I thought this would be muted. I had to be careful with what I said, though. First of all, I didn't know if I could trust him, and second, Social was probably recording all of this. I had to keep up the illusion that I was still trying, that I was a good participant. So, you're my strongest competitor. Pretty good for somebody that joined last, I said. I had no idea if this was actually true, but maybe this would get me some more answers. Ah, he forced out a smile. Minus one, he sat and nodded over. I think he was hinting at these strokes on my board. So I was right about that. I was really nervous. I wish that I had had some time to prepare for this. I did something pretty intense to get so high. He looked to the ground. Some participant hasn't been sleeping in days because of me. I could really hear the remorse in his voice. But then he continued. But you must have made even stronger decisions to be on one, I guess. He was trying to get information out of me. I guess we both know how to play the game, I said and swallowed. I still felt the guilt deep inside of me. 
I took a big gulp from the champagne. I guess so. We're not at the loser dinner, he whispered. Do you mean the others are talking as well? He nodded. How do you know? I asked. Social? Which of them are the lowest? He shrugged. I guess social really keeps the other ranking secret. I was about to ask him, but the connection was already gone. At least I had gotten some information, if Josh could be trusted. I know that some of the other players probably talked as well today. I would have to ask a social about this, see if I can get some more insight. And I knew that Josh probably gave someone that bracelet that keeps you from sleeping. I started feeling woozy. Had they put something in my drink? I somehow carried myself to the bed and then everything went dark again. Day 6 The morning started off with the usual breakfast routine. I sent Manuel oatmeal and water and he sent me a glass of blood. Delicious, haven't had that in days. I didn't know how to feel about Josh after last night. He seemed to somehow calculated but he made a genuine impression. So far, he had always sent me decent food. The sleep embrace that feels like something social had pressured him to do. He was playing the game to win, but he wasn't extremely evil. He was smart, though. He had figured out things pretty quickly, and he wanted to have control. Just like I did, as that was the only chance to get out, presumably. It also meant that he would probably be coming for me now. I had been here for five full days already, and day six was starting off as awful as always. I tried to look for the book to figure out a way to send a message, but it was gone. So were the cigarettes. They must have taken them last night. Luckily, I had put the lighter in my pocket. My hopes of getting out of here healthy were getting smaller by the second, but I couldn't let this get me down. If I started losing hope now, I would probably die in here. I had to get into survival mode. Another dinging sound from the computer. Hello, John. Today we have a very special assignment on the planning. You will be live streaming the other participants and play a game of choices. There are many points to be gained here, so do your best. Go sit down in your bed with the wall behind you. Four video screens opened up. I recognized Manuel, Josh, and Julia was there as well. Alive. I felt a feeling of relief wash over me. I didn't trust her, but I didn't want her dead either. The last one must have been Jackie. She looked a little older than the rest of the group. The bags under her eyes let me assume that she was probably the one that hadn't slept in days. That must really screw with your mind. Welcome, participants. All of you have been doing well so far. Some did better than others, but don't worry. This game is a chance to change everything. Now let's get started. Josh, choose a participant to fulfill the following task. Eat a raw deer heart. He didn't even seem to think about it. He responded right away. Manuel. Manuel, walk to the elevator and pick up the heart now. If you choose not to, you will not receive any food or beverages for the rest of the experiment. I could see him struggle. His eyes were filled with hatred. Eventually, he got up. 
Looking into the camera with tears in his heart, he bit into the dark red organ. Finishing it off piece by piece, Josh didn't even flinch and Julia looked more confused than revolted. Next round, John and Josh. You can both decide to either remove a tooth or a fingernail. Choice must be unanimous. What do you choose? Tooth. I sighed. If he picked nails, we probably would have had to remove both. Josh wrapped his shirt around one of his teeth, closed his eyes, and abruptly pulled it out. Blood filled his mouth. He held the tooth into the camera. I followed. Normally, your mind tries to protect you. Hurting yourself like this takes a lot of willpower. For me, it wasn't willpower, though. It was fear. Fear of whatever the alternative to this might be. It was painful, but it still felt harmless compared to what came next. We all went through with the game. No questions asked. Nobody dared to disobey. Julia can have a broken nose or all hair burned off their scalp. Manuel, decide which option. Manuel was just shaking his head. His face was still red from the blood and his eyes were full of tears. He was scared. Julia showed almost no reaction. Something had really broken her spirit. Manuel, send choice now or lose all your privileges. Finally, he typed. Nose. Just like that, Julia turned towards the wall and repeatedly banged her face against it. As she turned around, blood ran all over her face. Her nose was completely out of place, but still she was calm. Not a single tear. John, it is time for you to decide. Will Jackie cut off one of her fingers or be prohibited from sleeping for the rest of her time here? I could see the desperation in her eyes. How long can one survive without any sleep? A week, too. I knew what she would choose if she could. Finger. As Jackie is not in possession of a knife at the moment, one of our helpers will arrive soon to fulfill the task. Jackie looked at her arm and smiled. You all did very well so far. Your wounds will be treated by one of our doctors shortly. Only one question left. One of the participants has to die. Majority wins. Who do you choose? This couldn't be real. This was a whole new level of messed up. I hesitated. How could I possibly answer this question? Manuel seemed to think the same because neither of us answered the question. And we didn't have to as the majority already made the decision. Julia voted for John. Josh voted for John. Jackie voted for John. Participant Files John Rounds 4 Ranking Not Applicable Obedience Level Strong Subject went through significant growth. At the beginning, decisions were of pure, altruistic nature. As personal gain was made transparent, there was a change of tactics. At the end of the round, signs of resignation had become evident. A need for power and authority was established, 
After rising to the top on score level, participant John had given up own will entirely, made deathly choices for a number of participants without signs of remorse. Julia, rounds three, ranking two, obedience level intermediate. The subject showed resilience and willpower all throughout rounds two and three, inconsistent emotional state, was almost removed due to repeated suicide attempt, strong determination to eliminate participant John. At the end of round four, participant showed signs of apathy. Level of obedience is stable at this point. Jackie, rounds one, ranking three, obedience level strong. The subject showed occasional competent decision-making skills. Started out with a subjectively altruistic mindset. However, would let other participants influence their choices. Interest of future testing. Manual. Rounds 1. Ranking 4. Obedience level. Weak. The subject has made poor decision-making skills. Let actions be guided by emotions. Has no explicit benefit for the experiment at this point, and will therefore be eliminated. Participant Josh. Rounds 1. Ranking 1. Obedience level intermediate. The subject has surpassed expectations. They grew fast and showed remarkable pattern in decision making. However, level of loyalty needs to be further examined. Day 7. I don't even know how to put into words how I was feeling last night. I didn't sleep at all. For hours, I was sitting on the bed, staring at the door, waiting for my end. Of course, I didn't know if I would actually die or not, but at that moment, the adrenaline was flowing through my entire body. Fear can be a real rush. My mind was not ready to die. I thought about Kiwi, who had been left alone for days. I thought about my mother, hoping that she would be safe. I thought about my friends and about my childhood about the summers that we went swimming in the lake, about the Sunday mornings watching cartoons with my dad. I wasn't ready to die. I felt hate, pure, revengeful, bitter hate, for social, for the experiment, for the other participants. This entire situation was so messed up. I wondered if I had done the same as Josh had he been the highest ranking player. A part of me was scared to admit that I probably would have if it meant that, I would be free. I thought about the other two and felt especially betrayed by Jackie. They couldn't have known that I was the highest ranking player. I kept staring at the door, waiting patiently, but nobody came. Maybe it had just been a mind game after all. Maybe last night was just a farce. Breakfast time. Today you will not have to choose. Go to elevator now to pick up your meal. Prisoners on the death penalty usually get to choose their last meal. No answer. I walked over to see what was on the tray. Maybe it was some sort of clue. It was a finger. Was this a sign from Jackie? Was the reason she picked me to die because of the choice that I had made for her? 
I let it fall to the ground and I broke down in tears. I lost all hope of ever getting out of this place. The chat window was still open. Social, then, am I still the highest ranking player? Currently, the highest ranking player is Josh. Wait, had Social just given a name? They never answer questions on the rankings of other participants. Hello, John. I want you to know that I am very impressed with your progress. I understand that it must feel surprising to see the other participants turn on you. Remember, the only reason they want you dead is because you're a threat. Wouldn't you murder someone if it meant getting your freedom back? We are sad that it had to come to this point, but we have provided something for you to make this a little easier. Make the right decisions. Who is this? Hello, John. You just received another personal message from our head of research. You get to make another decision now. Do you want to continue and accept your destiny or put fate into your own hands? Go to the elevator now to pick up the items sent to you by the head of research. A bottle of vodka and a gun. One bullet. Last night, the majority decided for the death of participant John. If this was making things easier, then what was the alternative? What kind of gruesome death had they planned for me? I took a big gulp of the vodka. I didn't even have to think about this. May Social come and get me. Bring the head of research as well. I would love to meet them. They can go screw themselves if they thought that it would make things this easy for them. I grabbed the bottle of vodka and poured it out in front of the door, making a trail towards the bed where I sat down. I held the gun towards the door. If somebody came in, I had one chance to shoot them. My chances weren't great, especially as I doubt only one person would come in so I kept the lighter close. If I had to go, I wouldn't do this on my own. I would take them with me. I waited for what must have been hours, but nothing happened. Every time I thought that I had figured them out, every time I thought that things were ending, they just pulled another trick out of the head. They must have had cameras everywhere. How could I have believed that this was it? The laptop started ringing again, the sound of pure misery. Hello, John. We see that you did not decide to use the gun. You just gained 100 social points. We do not appreciate attempts. What is this? Why are you doing this to me? Please just give me answers. If I have to die, at least let me know what the purpose of all of this is. With a majority of three votes, the death of participant John was decided... Do you agree with this choice? No, no I do not. Adding your social score with the one a participant manual, you could overrule the majority. What does this mean? What's going to happen now? You have two choices. Team up with participant manual. If you can agree on another participant's death without discussion, it will be executed. Keep in mind... Participant Manuel could choose John. This was no option. It was too much of a gamble. What's the other choice? You can join another round of decisions. This time, you will be making them on your own. If you gain 1,000 points in this game, the life of Participant John will be spared. 
this could only be another round of torture, but at this point, what did I have to lose? First round, give gun to participant Julia, 200 points, or to participant Josh, 50 points. She had tried to kill herself before. If I send the gun, this could end fatal. But then again, I would just send it right. The decision was all hers. Julia. 200 points. I moved the gun to the elevator. I hated giving it away, but I doubt it would have been of much use anyway. Participant Manuel is free to leave and go home. Minus 200 points or he will stay indefinitely, plus 200 points. Crap, I really, really wanted him to get out of here, to get back to Sabrina, but even more than that, I wanted to live. Make him stay. 400 points, I felt like such a dick. I just kept the only person from freedom that had spared my life. Jackie will lose the rest of their hand, plus 200 or John will lose a finger, plus 300. This was a really awful decision. A finger was nothing compared to all hand and it would give me more points. But was I ready to sacrifice something for someone who had wanted my death? Jackie, 600 points. If I hadn't realized it before, this game really showed me how weak the human mind is. You do anything some authority asks you to do as long as it has perks for yourself. I felt like such a horrible human being, and it got even worse. Josh gets to speak to head of research, minus 100, or Manuel loses one toe, plus 200. I couldn't harm him even more. Josh, uh, 500 points. I hope that I won't regret this decision. You can end it all now. Julia will be kept from all benefits including sleep and nutrition for one week. Plus 500. Do you accept? Would she survive that? I didn't know. All I could hope was that she had something to drink saved in her room. Who cares? She wanted me dead. She didn't even flinch when she typed in my name. You have to do anything to survive. Yes. Would you like to spare the life of John, minus 1,000 points? Yes. Right after I typed it in, I ran to the bathroom to throw up. This had been the hardest moment of the experiment so far. I had never hated myself as much as I did at that moment. I hope survival was worth this. Day 8. I woke up lying next to the toilet. The memories of yesterday came back to me and I felt like throwing up again. Finally, I got up to see if there were any new messages from social, any sign that this misery would end soon. Dinner time, you may now choose a meal for participant John. Why did this say my own name? Maybe they wanted me to pick my own dinner last night, I didn't care. I should have felt hungry but the guilt kept me from ever thinking about food. Uh, what time was it? I hadn't gotten a breakfast message yet. As if social could read my mind, the laptop started ringing again. The text was not from social though. Good morning. Social? No, I would like to ask you a few questions if that's alright. Does it matter what I say? It always matters. 
Your decisions are what brought you this far. I don't remember ever accepting to come to this place. What do you remember? If I answer your questions, will you let me go? Yes, Josh. After this conversation, you're free to go home. Do you remember your home? And did they just mix my name up? I did vote for Josh to have a conversation with the head of research. I decided to just go with it. I do. I have a little apartment where I live with my cat, but you probably know all about that. And you think the cat is called a kiwi, yes? I can see that chalkboard. How do they know that's the name of my cat? Yes, kiwi. What does kiwi look like? I couldn't remember. There are also two letters on there, K and F. Kristen and Finn, right? How do you know that? Do you remember what they look like? Or what Mary looks like? Do you remember your childhood home? I tried to think of my mom, blonde hair and brown eyes. She was about 50. For some reason, I couldn't remember more. What did she look like when I was younger? Why did my memory feel frozen? It was as if I was thinking of a photo, not a real person. Keep thinking. The image shifted. It was a woman with short hair, a kind smile. Her hair was black when I was little. Now it had turned gray. A name came to my mind. Margaret. Who was this woman? And do you know who Margaret is? I believe that's your mother. Who is Mary? That must be the mother of John. I am John. Are you sure about that? More memories came up. Kiwi, my dad, my friends, the lake. Everything was wrong. They were simply images. They morphed into something else. College, a woman, blood, a girl. She had a tattoo on her arm. A hospital. I started remembering more. I had joined an experiment once at college, but I didn't remember much. Except that the research was corrupt and evil. After I left that experiment, terrible things happened to me and to everyone around me. I decided to leave and I traveled around Europe for a while, but wherever I went, things went bad for me. They must have found me or did I find them. They wiped away everything and gave me false memories. Josh, you did really well here. I realized this experiment had its ups and downs, but eventually you grew to the top. You showed no remorse. You're a true leader. Josh. Social kept calling me John and I just accepted it. How did I forget about my own name? No, I didn't. I only did what you made me do. I did what I had to. Because of points, numbers on a laptop. You decided to shock both Manuel and Julia. You sacrificed Jackie's hand. You gave Julia a gun knowing very well what she would do with it. Although you did spare John's life. Who is John? You got to know him as Josh. We swapped her identity with his and added him as an additional variable. He is on his way to become part of our team. Before this, he had been torturing Julia and it worked. That's why she wanted me dead and she probably had convinced Jackie too. Why? Why did you do this? All these people were normal human beings living their lives. 
keeping them in a room alone and giving them the power to make decisions and they will lose all sense of humanity. And they are no exception. We have tested this in many settings already. Some humans grow above, however. A very selected number get to make rules and not follow them. And John is one of them. Now, he had potential, but he is nothing like you. You're the only person that could remotely come close to me. And this is why I need you. You were always one step behind me. I had to make sure that you were strong enough to be a part of this. To be a part of the new life, and now I know. You have everything that it takes, and I'm extremely proud of you. You want me to start doing these sick experiments on innocent people? This is happening. There's no way for you to change any of this. Our institution is far more powerful than you might believe. I'm giving you the option to be on the side that makes the decisions. I'm not forcing you to do anything, I just think about it. You are free to go home now, but we will see each other again soon. Goodbye, Nine. That was the last thing I remember. I woke up in my apartment, my real apartment, not the one from my memories. John's or whatever they had made me believe. My memories slowly came back and I wish they hadn't. I thought about running away, starting over somewhere far away, but for some reason, I think that they would find me. For the same reason that the authorities won't listen to me. They are powerful. Yesterday, I received an envelope with the patient files, as well as this postcard. The next round of the social experiment will start soon. Do you want to be an object or a leader? I thought about this a lot, about joining them. Not as a test subject, but as a researcher. I thought about this a lot since I had been back home. I don't know what will happen next, but this study did teach me a lot about human nature in my own mind. How arbitrary freedom and choice are. I followed them, blindly followed some authority for made-up points and false promises. I know that I have to get back there. Not to become part of the research team, but to save the ones that I've left behind. I will not accept being this terrible person. I can do better with the knowledge that I have gained. The envelope has no return address, so for now, all I can do is wait. As we soak up the sun and stay active, it's crucial to fuel our bodies with wholesome and convenient meals. And that's where Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, comes to the rescue. Factor delivers flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals right to your doorstep. It's the perfect solution for those busy summer days when you want to eat well without the hassle. The Factor offers 34 plus weekly restaurant quality options that are sure to delight your taste buds. From mouth-watering bruschetta, shrimp risotto to savory green goddess chicken and juicy grilled steakhouse filet mignon, Factor meals are designed to satisfy. I'm actually recording this right after lunchtime where I had a Factor sun-dried tomato chicken and it was delicious. Super easy as well. Just pop it in the microwave for a couple of minutes and you're good to go. It made my lunch delicious, quick and easy. To get started, head to factormeals.com slash mrcreeps50 
and use code MrCreeps50 to get 50% off. That's code MrCreeps50 at factormeals.com slash MrCreeps50 to get 50% off. I took part in a secret government experiment. I haven't been able to sleep since. Written by Like I Did. Dear E, I'm not sure if you'll read these, but I have a hunch that you will. It's not like you have anywhere to go, right? Being stuck in that town and all. I would ask how you're doing, but I'm sure you're just fantastic. In case you were wondering, I'm not doing too well. After all the stuff you made us go through, it's hard to adjust to the normal world again. I guess you can never completely wipe the blood off your hands if you're a murderer. Now can you, E? Actually, that's one of the things that I've gotten interested in lately since I've had more time to think on my own. You're probably surprised to hear from me. We all promised not to contact you until you were, well, human again, I guess. In case you haven't figured it out yet, I am one of the subjects that you used to study. The one with the most potential, if I remember correctly. Maybe that's the reason I seem to be the only one that can't let go of it. I can't continue with my life as the others did. As you used to say, I'm different. So, to keep this short, I have been preoccupied with setting up a new study. To find answers to a question that has been driving me crazy. Can being part of a group increase pro-social behavior of individuals under certain circumstances? Personally speaking, I would answer yes, but as a scientist, I know that opinions mean nothing if they can't be falsified. I realize that this might seem a little insane, but I swear that my intentions are good. Not that you would care. The world is going mad and scientists like me are needed more than ever. While I can't talk to my friends about this, I know that you will understand. For now, let's begin with the preparations of the groups and the first day of the equipment. You will hear from me again soon. Love, J. Group 1, A, D. Group 2, M, E. The study will focus on the perspective of Group 1. The participants were chosen from a pool that was filtered by certain factors. Individuals living in the same region in the following called Region Z. Thorough personality assessments were conducted for each individual with half of the participants showing possibilities for psychopathic and or narcissistic traits. The other half a score high on conscientiousness and altruism. We want to see whether the combination of individual factors will have an effect on the group behavior for participants derived from Region Z. As in an additional variable, the factor of a second group is added, who will be interacting with them indirectly. Day 1. Introductions When I participated in the experiment myself, we were all isolated. Sitting alone in a room while an anonymous authority made us do horrible tasks to each other. The worst part about this was being alone. No way of communication besides talking to some computer program. For this study, I decided that I would do things a little differently. Each group will live together in the same space and will be able to discuss each assignment with each other. 
The main space is a big living room with a long table in the front and six chairs. There is a chalkboard as well as chalk. A kitchen, although there will not be any possibility for participants to prepare food. Participants were not able to bring any personal belongings besides the clothes that they are wearing at the moment. At the back of the room are six single beds. They can choose which one they want to use. The only private area is the bathroom. Allie, Andy, and Ashley are entering the room. Allie is 24 years old and female. She has brown hair and is dressed in a yellow sweater and jeans. She has some scars on her skin but does not show apparent signs of trauma. Ashley is 18 and female. She has blonde hair and appears quite confident. However, she keeps scratching her arm. 28-year-old Andy has black hair and is dressed in a black shirt and black pants. He seems to be a little paranoid. While the girls introduced themselves, he kept looking at the door and whispered something indistinctly. Why are there six beds? Are there more people coming? Allie asked. I guess so. It's a group experiment, right? Three people hardly count as a group. Ashley already claimed one of the beds in the middle. Allie sat down on the one to her right while Andy walked over to the one on the far left corner. He picked up some chalk from the board and wrote his name down on the black wood. Afraid somebody's going to steal your bed, Ashley laughed. You don't know how people change when they're cooped up long enough, especially under certain circumstances like an experiment. Makes them go crazy, he mumbled. Oh, so this isn't your first time doing something like this. Allie asked and walked over to sit down next to him. Usually I'm on the other side. He responded in a dry tone. Things might get a little complicated with Andy. He has the knowledge and a fair share of experience in this field. But lately he has been questioning his sanity a lot. And for reasons that will become apparent soon, I needed him to be part of this study. I just hope that his presence will not distort the results too much. He got up and walked towards the kitchen to inspect the drawers. I didn't leave any two sharp weapons, but Andy grabbed the forks. Next, he walked to the mirror in the bathroom and he broke it into pieces. What are you doing, dude? Ashley shouted. He took the things that he had just collected and spread them out on his bed. This is just some experiment. I don't think you'll have to fight for your life. Allie took a piece of the mirror and touched the sharp edge. No, he's not wrong. People can change from one second to the other. It's not a terrible idea to have some safety. We'll share, okay? She said towards Andy. He nodded and they divided up the items that he had just collected, which they hid inside their clothes or underneath their beds. They were already communicating and helping each other. It'll be interesting to see whether they will stay loyal to each other when the last participants arrive. But first, it was time for a message. And, as I mentioned earlier, I decided to keep things anonymous. For that matter, I installed a program that would change my speech into a robotic-sounding voice. Hopefully, they will think that they're talking to an AI. And what better name would there be than Social for my communication system? I pressed the button for the intercom and started speaking. Welcome, participants. 
I am social and I will be guiding you through this experiment. We are very glad that you decided to be a part of this. Your participation will revolutionize these science of groups as we know them. Soon the rest of your group will arrive and you will get more information on the process. Make sure to work together. This experience will be significantly more enjoyable if you help each other. If you have questions outside of the assignment times, you can activate me by saying, Hey Social, and then adding your question. I could hear basically anything they said, but I hope this might give them the feeling of not being entirely observed so they would act more freely. The door opened and the last three participants entered the room. Derek, 22, and Mal looked quite overwhelmed with the entire situation. He stayed close to the door and didn't say a word. Dimitri, 43, and Mal was the only one dressed formally in a nice shirt and suit pants. Without saying a word, he walked over to the bed at the right corner of the room. The last participant entering was Dale, who was also male and 24. He was already shaking as he walked inside. He seems to be more anxious than the rest of the group and shows signs of paranoia. Allie, who had been in the bathroom when the new participants arrived, just came in but as she made eye contact with Dale, she stopped in her tracks and whispered something that sounded like his name. Then she ran over, probably to hug him, but before she could get close enough, he pushed her away so fast that she fell to the ground and hit her elbows on the ground. One of her arms started bleeding as one of her scars was scratched open. What the heck? Ashley shouted and got up from her bed, a fork shimmering in her hand. She was already acting protective. Before she reached him, however, Allie got back up and whispered, It's okay. What do you mean? He just pushed you for no reason. Do you guys know each other? Um, I'm sorry it was a reflex, but I don't think I know you. Dale mumbled as he helped Allie get back up again. You don't, she said with a sad undertone. I guess you just reminded me of someone. But I know you. Derek now said towards Andy, I've seen you. Andy didn't respond, he didn't even look at him. I guess that was my cue. Time for another message from social. Welcome everyone. Now that we are complete, I can give you the first information that you will need. All of you belong to group one. While you're going to live in this apartment for the following week, there is another group in this building. You will not be in direct interaction with them, however. You will be making a number of decisions for each other. For that, I want to ask you to choose a leader. He or she will have the last word in each decision. You may discuss it for five minutes before logging in your choice. The time starts now. How are we supposed to choose? We don't even know each other. I vote Andy, Ali said. He has some experience with this. No! Derek shouted. That guy is a psychopath. Anybody but him. What about him? Ashley said and nodded over to the bed in the right corner. He seems to be the oldest one. I don't like this. I don't want anyone to make decisions for me. I thought that this was a group thing, not following some random dude. Dale said. You're right. Choosing one representative for a group seems like putting your trust into someone you don't even know. 
It feels wrong. I think we should all make our choices together. Dimitri spoke. Those were his first words since he had arrived. The five minutes are over. Name the person of your choice now. Dimitri, Derek said. Dimitri, Ashley repeated. Well, I vote Andy, Allie said. I don't even know most of your names, but this is BS, Dale exclaimed. He took a look around the room and finally said, I forget it, Dimitri. Dimitri smiled. I guess I'll have to be as arrogant as to say my own name as well, Dimitri. The rest of the group stayed silent, but it didn't matter, I guess. I was actually rooting for Allie myself, if I'm being honest. But I guess they will learn the consequences of their choice soon enough. Dimitri is now the leader of Group 1. Group 2 now has chosen their leader as well, and we have the first task for you. As Group 1, you get the privilege to make the first choice. We have enough water to get both groups throughout the week. However, you get to make a proposal on the percentage that each group will receive. If Group 2 accepts the choice, you will receive what you chose. If not, both groups will go without water. 50-50, that's easy, right? I mean, that way we all have enough and they will definitely accept, Derek said. We could also just give them like 20%. They'll have to accept either way or they will most likely die of thirst. Ashley responded. That's just evil and unnecessary, Ali said. Well, who cares? We don't even know them. Ashley responded. Lock in your choice now. 90 for us and 10 for them. Dimitri spoke confidently. Are you insane? Ali shouted. Why would you do that? He didn't respond. Group 2 has accepted your choice. You will receive your first ration of water in a moment. Group 2 was given a choice for your food rations. They suggest that you receive 3% while they receive 97. Do you accept? No. Dimitri said without even discussing it. Well, I guess that means no food for either of them. Everyone stood in shock. The only one showing a reaction was Andy who started laughing. Humans are such idiots, he said. Allie stayed in the bed next to Andy, which was interesting. It seemed that she had built a bond with him and Ashley but neglected her after the recent events. Next to her was now Derek who seemed to be a less dominant participant than the rest. Next to him were Ashley, Dale, and Dimitri in that order. However, for the rest of the evening, none of them spoke much and if they did, they only whispered. The atmosphere had already shifted significantly in those first hours. I couldn't wait to see what would happen as the decisions became more severe. Although I didn't even have to wait that long for something to happen, as it had become night and most participants seemed to be sleeping, I noticed a movement in the room. I changed the camera view and saw that there was a second person on the bed of Dimitri, sitting on top of him. At first I didn't notice who it was, but then I recognized the bright yellow sweater. It was Allie and in her hand she held a big piece of the mirror. She was holding the piece so tight that there was already blood dripping onto his white shirt. She held the broken glass to his throat and whispered, 
I know what you're trying to do, but you won't get away with it. I took a look at the other camera where I saw the face of Dimitri. To my surprise, he was smiling. Dear E, the next day of the experiment is finished and documented. It went pretty well so far considering everything. To be completely honest, I still find it hard to square all of this with my conscience. Even when I try to remember why they're all here, I can't help but feel bad from time to time. But eventually, I just tell myself that they are the ones making the decisions. I just hope the groups communicate with each other, and they are here voluntarily after all. I know we're still early in the process, but I do believe that Group 1 has some very distinct patterns. Do they put something in the water of Region Z? Maybe you can drink some and let me know. You will hear from me again soon. Love, Jay. And P.S. So far, none of our friends seem to be aware of what is going on. Let's keep it that way. They deserve some peace. Day 2 It was strange. I watched Allie's face distort with madness as the blood was dripping onto Dimitri. I knew that I had to intervene. I couldn't let her kill off one of my participants on the very first night. But at the same time, I was curious about what would actually happen. Could this nice and innocent girl commit murder based on one petty decision that their chosen leader had made? Or was she simply trying to make a statement? While these thoughts were racing through my mind, my hand gently resting on the button that would start the intercom, someone else had already taken care of it. Andy had woken up without me noticing and pulled Allie away from Dimitri before she could actually hurt him. And that was it for the night. I doubt any of those three slept for the rest of the night, but they didn't speak or act either. They were just lying in their beds and waiting for the night to end. Why is there blood on his shirt? Ashley sat on Dimitri's bed in the morning, watching him while he had his eyes closed. He calmly opened his eyes and responded, I must have opened an old wound. I switched to Derek and Dale who were sitting around the table. Allie, who looked clearly tired, joined them. They won't actually keep us without food, will they? I mean, I'm already hungry, Derek said. Allie and Dale both shrugged. That wouldn't surprise me. I joined a few experiments and for most of them, they treated me like crap. Allie's eyes opened wide. What kind of experiments? She asked. Oh, nothing like this. More medical. And what did you say your name was? Dale. Well, Dale, I joined a couple of medical studies myself. I spent the last years trying hard to forget about them. I guess you were too. She said with a sad undertone. What kind of studies? Who ran them? Andy had approached the group and took his seat opposite to Derek. After nobody responded, he asked Derek a question. You remember seeing me, right? Don't tell me where, just confirm. Derek nodded with a look of disgust on his face. Yeah, I know exactly who you are. You're probably the one who deserves to be cooped up and hear the most. Andy ignored his remark and was now shifting his attention to Allie. And you know him, Dale. Well, I thought I did. I've never seen her in my life, although 
this wouldn't be the first time that a random person is approaching me. Maybe I just have one of those faces. Yeah, no, this would be too much of a coincidence. I think she knows you. This guy here knows me and... He turned on his voice a little. I believe those two have met before as well. He sat while pointing over to Dimitri and Ashley. She was lying in her bed staring at the ceiling and he was lying in his bed with his eyes closed again. Andy got up, seemingly excited. Of course, this was like a little ride to him. He wants to solve it, and he actually reminds me a lot of myself. He walked over to the chalkboard and wrote down the names of the participants. Derek, Andy, Allie, Dale. Dimitri had gotten up and joined him. Interesting, he said. What about you? Andy asked. This new sense of confidence was interesting. Do you recognize anyone here? Dimitri laughed. I'm almost twice the age of most of the kids here. Where would I have met them? College? Right, Andy said. And you, Ashley. Why did you want to vote for Dimitri without even having talked to him yet? He was now standing right next to her, staring down at her empty gaze. Ashley didn't move or even look at him. She kept staring at the ceiling. He kind of reminded me of my dad. Great theory and all, but so far it seems as if the only one who actually knows anything about anyone here is me. And if the rest knew, they would try to get away from here as quickly as possible. Derek said towards Andy. Hey social, Allie shouted. How did you pick the participants? Clever of her. Whatever the rest of the group said, it could be lies. Good morning, thank you for contacting me. Everyone in this room was offered a special offer to join this experiment. Each of you voluntarily decided to stay inside this group. The exact reasons are private and cannot be shared by me. It would go against the consent you signed. Special offer, she repeated. I would like to know what they offered you guys. Wouldn't that be great for group bonding? I wasn't ready for them to share this type of personal information. At least not yet. Also, it was time for another assignment. Good morning, participants. I hope you enjoyed your first night. Group 2 just finished their breakfast. When you open the door of the metal cabinet next to the kitchen, you will find five bottles of water as well as 3% of the breakfast which the other group received. In 20 minutes, the first assignment of the day will begin, so be ready. We had built in a little room in between the walls. The participants could open a window to receive items inside a small cabinet that we could fill from the other side. Both sides could never be opened at the same time assuring they wouldn't be in contact with whoever filled up the cabinet. Great, three apple slices, a few cornflakes, and one slice of toast. Let's feast, everyone, Derek joked. We won't eat it, Dimitri exclaimed. Uh, probably not a bad idea to save it up. I assume we'll get similar amounts for lunch and dinner. We could eat it all in the evening, Dale suggested. Ashley got up from her bed, grabbed the food and threw it in the sink, and then she started the garbage disposal. What's wrong with you? Derek shouted. I once spent two weeks with no food. You get used to it. 
Honestly, eating nothing is better than tiny amounts. That would just make us more greedy. That's not the point though. You don't get to make decisions for us. We're supposed to make decisions for that other group. Together, Allie said. The last part directed at Dimitri. He sat down at the table next to her. I realize that you might not agree with my approach, but I do have quite some experience and I believe that I can be of help for us all. I don't know why you're all here, but I believe it's because your normal life would have been a far worse choice. Dimitri looked around the room where everybody but Allie was avoiding eye contact. I don't believe that this experiment is just about making decisions. It's about survival. Right it is, Dimitri. Cue for the next round. Time for the next round, participants. You will now be faced with a moral dilemma. You will be spending quite some time in this room, isolated from the outside world and having something to kill the boredom might make this experience more bearable. However, this comes at a price. Would you be willing to hurt someone from group 2 if it meant that you will receive an item of your choice? What's that even supposed to mean? They neither define the item nor how we would hurt them, Dale said. Yeah, it doesn't seem right to me, Allie said. Hey, social, how would we hurt them? You will be able to choose as soon as you make a decision. Uh, this is even vaguer, Andy said. I suggest that we decline. Why? Whatever it is, we'll be able to choose in the next moment and honestly... I would kill for something in this room that will remind me of life outside. I already hate it in here, Derek granted. I agree. Also, they kept us from getting food. Screw them, right? Ashley said. What do you think, leader? Allie asked with a sarcastic undertone. Dimitri sighed. I get it. Making that decision for all of you was wrong. I will stay out of this one. He responded. And to be honest, I'm also kind of curious about how this will continue, Dale said. Shall we vote? Dimitri asked. Everybody but Andy voted for the items. Even Allie. We choose to hurt them in exchange for the items. Dimitri spoke. Splendid. Group 2 was not logged in their choice as well. They decided not to hurt you. This results in the following. Group 1, one of you who we pick through a random generator, will serve as the Punisher. It will also pick a random person from Group 2. That person will be the victim. Punisher and victim will be guided to a room. You can choose one of the following scenarios for that room. Punisher will break the left index finger of the victim, with one researcher watching. Punisher will be left alone with the victim for 10 minutes to do whatever they wish with them. Punisher will scratch their initials into the scalp of the victim, and you will be provided with the live camera feed of it. Andy started laughing. This is a joke, right? Dimitri already said it. This probably isn't a normal experiment, and I doubt that we can take back our choice, so what do we want? Derek said. I refuse to choose, Allie said. Well, you didn't seem to mind when you voted for the items, love. Now live with the consequences, Ashley responded. I vote for the third choice. 
Whoever of us gets to be the Punisher, I think it would only be fair for us to watch. That's sick. I vote for the second choice. If you get to do whatever you want with that person, you may as well choose not to do anything. I feel like that is the most humane choice. Andy argued. While I agree that the other two options are too cruel, we don't know who that Punisher is yet. And not to be too mean, but there are people in this room who seem to have questionable morals. Dale continued. Everyone was silent for a moment. I agree, Ali finally said, but I don't want to watch either. Also, scratching in your initials into someone's scalp. I don't care how crappy group two is. No human deserves something like that. Guess that leaves us with the broken finger. It seems like a decent punishment to me and to can heal again. Shall we log it in? Ashley said. They were quiet again. While they believed that they agreed, something kept them from saying it out loud. Luckily, they had their leader for that. Thank you for logging in the choice. Derek, you have been randomly picked as the Punisher. The door will now open. Move into the closed-off hallway. A researcher will pick you up and guide you to the room where the victim will be tied up and waiting. Everyone else will all have to sit down in their beds. You will receive a list of items when the assignment is completed. As the door opened again, everyone was focused on Derek. He silently walked up to his bed. After a moment, he restlessly got up again. God, man, he finally shouted. That poor girl. It was a girl? Ali asked. Yeah, and young as well. And you broke her finger. What other choice did I have? That researcher was watching the entire time. Andy walked up to him. His voice was calm, but you could clearly hear the judgment in it. Did he grab your hand and make you do it? You were still the one breaking the finger of some innocent person. You could have said no or maybe hit the researcher instead. You. Oh, don't act so high and mighty. I know what kind of things you've done in the past, Andy. They were far more messed up than this. He responded as he got dangerously close to him. It looked as if they were about to start a fight, but Ashley came in between. Okay, listen. We all made this decision together. Let's not forget about that. This is a weird situation, and we don't know what we would have done if we were in that room. Andy took a step back. You're right. I'm sorry. Congratulations, Group 1. Your Punisher has successfully completed the task. You will now each receive an envelope containing a list of items. You may each choose one of the things. You do not need to discuss it with each other. Leave the envelopes in the cabinet and you will each receive your item in the morning. Dear E, starting this experiment, I had a clear goal or at least a clear hypothesis in mind. As I watched the participants continue their lives inside this cage I built, I'm starting to understand what happened to M back when she did the first experiment with us. Under your supervision, of course. It's hard to keep observing them without letting things get to your head. The next days of the experiment may have gotten slightly out of hand, but I believe that I gained my self-control back. Don't feel too proud just yet. Love, Jay. Day 3 
He's social. Oh, hello, Andy. Finally, something was happening. The start of day three had been rather uneventful. After receiving their items, the participants stopped interacting with each other for the most part. Except for Dale and Allie, who actually both chose an old school Game Boy and were now sitting on the same bed playing. Allie seemed to have gotten over the fact that Dale didn't seem to remember her, but it looked as if they were building up some sort of friendship. Derek asked for a tennis ball and was throwing it against the wall, much to the annoyance of Ashley, who had asked for painting materials and was sitting on the table drawing. I tried to zoom in and what I recognized looked like very detailed bodies of humans, all missing their heads. Not because she hadn't added them, it looked as if they had been ripped off the drawn heads. Yikes. Dimitri chose an old MP3 player and was listening to music with his eyes closed. And he had a notepad in which he was writing down things. After vigorously scribbling down things all morning, Andy had gotten up, as if he had just gotten an idea. How may I help you? I asked through the intercom. Social is group two always getting the same questions as us. Sometimes. Do they get to make more decisions than us? Possibly. Social, can you not be so vague, please? Sorry, I did not understand that question. He sat back down and started writing again. What was that about? Ashley asked. Andy looked up from his notepad. Well, so far the experiment seems to be too arbitrary. There are too many factors not really making sense. What if the reason for that is group two making decisions for us that we're not aware of? That would be interesting. Actually, I am starting to get pretty fed up with that other group, she responded. Yeah, me too, Andy mumbled. Well, to be fair, we did break the finger of one of them, Allie said. We didn't, Derek did, Andy said. Well, he did it because we wanted it to happen. That's the point, right? We are one group. Thank you, Dimitri, Derek chimed in. It was interesting to notice that Dimitri had evolved much more of a group feeling. Of course, it could just be an act. Good afternoon, Group 1. We have a special round to plan for today. You have spent three days in the same room. Do you feel like you've gotten to know the people around you better? I sure hope so as your knowledge will be tested in the next round. If you get more right answers than Group 2, special prices and privileges are awaiting you. Are you ready? Heck yeah, Derek shouted. This finally sounds like something fun. Yeah, I very much doubt that it will be that easy, Dale mumbled. Alright participants, please each sit down on one of the beds facing the door. We will activate the front camera now. In the following, I will be reading a number of statements describing one of you, and you will have to show whether you know who I'm talking about. You won't have time to discuss it. Statement 1 this participant almost died trying to save a sibling. Raise your left hand if you think this is Derek. Raise your right hand if you think this is Allie. Everyone but one raised their hand for Allie. Everyone but Allie herself. The majority chose right. You gained one point. 
What the heck? I don't have any siblings, Allie said. Statement 2. This participant poisoned both of their parents. Raise your left hand for Ashley. Raise your right hand for Dale. The majority chose for Ashley. The majority chose wrong. You lose one point. Ashley let out a sharp laugh. I guess the quiet ones tend to be the ones with secrets, huh? Dale didn't respond, but he was clenching his fist tight. Statement 3. This participant spends days watching the private lives of people through cameras in their eyes and homes. Raise your right hand for Andy. Raise your left hand for Derek. The majority chose Andy, except for Andy who raised his left hand. This was a trick question. Both answers are correct. You gain two points. There was a strange silence filling the room now. Statement 4. This participant tried to commit murder. Raise your right hand for Ali. Raise your left hand for Dimitri. Everyone chose for Dimitri, with the exception of Ali. The majority chose wrong. You lose one point. Come on. Holding a piece of mirror to his throat shouldn't count as murder, Andy said. They're talking about a different time, Ali whispered. Statement 5. This participant kidnapped and hit a number of children. Raise your right hand for Dale. Raise your left hand for Dimitri. And Dimitri and Dale raised their left hand. The rest of the group chose for Dimitri. The majority chose wrong. You lose one point. Okay, this one is wrong. I know for a fact that it has to be Dimitri. Ashley exclaimed. I never physically hurt any of them. Depends on your definitions of pain. She responded with a bitter undertone. I mean, we most definitely lost. Why is social not saying anything? Andy asked the room. Maybe the other group hasn't played yet. Allie responded. The group was now sitting around the table. Were the things social said true? Dale, did you hurt children? Dale stayed silent. If you did, then screw you. Although it also said that I saved a sibling, which can't be true. Allie spoke. What about the other thing? She closed her eyes for a moment. Yeah, but I didn't kill anyone, but I tried. She took a deep breath. Let's just say my childhood wasn't particularly easy or normal. For years, my parents sent me to a boarding school where I was repeatedly taken advantage of. And the worst part is that my parents denied all of it. Once, when I was almost 18, I tried to hurt the people who were hurting me, but I failed. She was clearly trying to hold back tears. I'm so sorry, Ellie. I can't begin to imagine what you went through. I didn't mean to ask so bluntly. That was bad of me, Andy said. She responded with an understanding smile and gained a few compassionate looks from other participants. Ashley even held her hand. Dale didn't look at her though. Instead, he stared into the distance as he was shaking nervously. The parent thing was right. The other one was a lie. But I swear they deserved it, he finally said. That one was right about me too. As some of you know, I was a researcher and I helped with a highly questionable study. 
similar to this screwed-up scenario. Except they added the wonderful factor of random people watching me, as they would vote on whether I deserved to survive or not. He glared at Derek as he spoke that last sentence. Then, in a more joking tone, he added, I guess this study is both my punishment and my relief. Shall we conclude that all of us have done some questionable things in life? Dimitri said. Some worse than others, though. Derek responded. I don't know. Some of the statements could be lies, and honestly, at this point, I trust you guys more than I trust social. Ashley added. Luckily, I did my research and know who was telling the truth and who isn't. Good evening, Group 1. You lost today's game against Group 2. They were provided with the same choice as you were yesterday. The roles of victim and punisher were reversed, meaning the following. Derek, you will be guided to the room again in a moment. Group 2 decided for 10 minutes with you in which they can do whatever they want. You may prepare yourself for what will come. No, 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 she'll kill me. You should have seen the look on her face yesterday. You guys can't send me in there. Derek jumped up from his chair and restlessly walked around the room. I have an idea, Ashley said and walked up to get something from underneath her bed. She handed Derek a piece of the broken mirror. Social said to prepare and there will be nobody watching. You already broke her finger, you can't do this. She'll probably just break something of yours as well. Without a weapon, she probably won't get far, Andy said. But what if you were right earlier? What if the other group is getting different choices? This is about survival and whatever happens, our group needs to survive. We're in this together, guys, remember that. Do whatever you have to, Derek. We stand behind you. Dimitri spoke. Exactly. Look, you don't have to hurt her if she doesn't do anything dumb. But in case you need to protect yourself, you can. Ashley added. Derek looked around the room where everybody seemed to be nodding in agreement. Alright then. God, oh God. Derek walked back into the room. His clothes were soaked with blood. I turned on the TV that we had installed in the room. The participants were not able to turn it on or off. Only I was. Before Derek could say anything, I played the video of what had happened. You could see a girl with blonde hair. Derek was approaching her, only the back of his head showing. She was saying something inaudibly. As he got closer, she quickly got the knife that she was holding behind her back and stabbed it into his thigh. As Derek fell to his knees, she tried to stab him again but he had already gotten the piece of the mirror out of his shirt sleeve. From this perspective, it was impossible to see what he did exactly, but the girl fell forward into Derek's arms. Blood started dripping on the ground. That's where I cut off the video. After the initial moment of shock, Ashley started screaming at the top of her lungs. I knew that she had to show some sort of reaction when she realized that the girl in the video was her own sister. Before she could jump Derek and possibly even kill him, I filled the room with the gas that would make them fall asleep for a while. Enough time for me to prepare the next part. Dearie, I guess I never was the best at research, but then again, 
I never did have the time to finish my psychology degree. My study might not seem completely valid and I guess I might be biased in many ways considering that. I made most decisions on my own but for the last months, I spent every waking minute researching Region Z. While I wanted to get far away from the madness, somehow I couldn't let go of it when I read about all the pain that had been endured in this region in the last years. A man kidnapping innocent people and getting them addicted to a substance to create obedience. A school that keeps torturing children for the sake of science, leading to the children either going completely mad or joining their sick operations as adults. An organization using state-of-the-art technology to observe people at all times until they turn insane. But even worse than that, using said participants in a game show for sick pleasure. So yes, while my methods might seem a bit questionable, I do believe that my research is extremely important. We are now almost at the end. You will hear from me again soon. Love, Jay. Day 4 How could you? Did, did you kill her? I asked you a question. Is my sister dead? Did you enjoy it? Did you like hurting a young innocent girl? Let me guess, you're just as messed up as Dale is. The participants were all tied up to their beds with electronic handcuffs. Derek had received some bandages. The blood on his shirt had dried up into a hard, red-brownish substance. Ashley had gotten through a couple of phases since she came back to her senses. She screamed and shouted for a while, had a few moments of calmness in which she tried to talk to Derek normally, and now she had started getting manipulative. That's not what I do. Dale spoke calmly. Ashley, you were the one who gave him the mirror piece. Would you have minded if that girl was anyone else but your sister? A different girl just as innocent. Andy asked. Probably not and honestly, my sister deserves it too. She locked me up in a nasty storage unit once. And then she took the only thing that I loved away from me. She looked over to Dimitri as she said that. But... But she still doesn't deserve to die, she added in a quiet tone. You didn't mind when I kidnapped you and locked you up. You even seemed to enjoy it, Dimitri added. I knew it. I knew that the two of you knew each other. Andy said a little too euphorically. She's not dead, Derek finally spoke. Ashley laughed. Not the scary, hysterical laugh that she often has. This one was accompanied by tears of relief. That looks like progress, doesn't it? Oh, you scared me, I laughed. I hadn't realized that somebody had entered the supervision room. Usually I'm alone here watching my little experiment on the screens in front of me. I guess you could say that. She's opening up and for the first time it sounds sincere. I'm still not sure, though, what she would do to Derek if they weren't locked up. Why don't we give her the choice? Yeah, I just want to wait a little longer, see what else they might say. I believe that the fact that they're tied up is making them braver. They're less afraid of someone punishing them on the spot. I think that most of them realize that some of their actions in the past were highly questionable. You can see remorse in some of their faces. We just need to help a little more to break it free. I agree mostly. 
Dale must know that what he did in the past was wrong. This isn't supposed to be an excuse, but he did have a tough childhood. Allie and Ashley are victims in their own sense, too. Andy's definitely showing a lot of progress, or he's just trained in faking it. But who worries me the most is Dimitri. Man, that sociopath will never change. Yeah, that is one hard nut to crack. Allie, I did recognize you when we came here, but when you hugged me, you were mixing me up with somebody else. My brother, Dale now said. He avoided eye contact completely and was just staring into space. What? Remember how you said that you had to participate in a number of medical experiments as a child? Well, I did too. When my parents weren't mentally abusing me, they sent me to those special hospitals. The doctors who tested me gave me a way out when I turned older, so I joined their team. You were one of the children being tested, just as me, just as our siblings. He responded in a dry tone. So I do have a sibling, she whispered. A brother, yes. You were separated by birth. There was no reason for him to tell her. I believe that it was starting to understand that this experiment might have a sinister ending and he was trying to make some sort of amends. Allie didn't say anything for a really long time. And you decided to join them? To do the same thing to other children? Why on earth would you do that? She was biting her lips so hard that it started to bleed. I believe that she had to control herself not to freak out. That was some overwhelming information added to an already difficult situation. And it probably brought back some major traumatic memories. This was one of the few moments in which I actually felt bad about this experiment. Not all of them were bad people. Maybe even none of them. They were just given hard choices in difficult situations in their lives. Well, maybe this was just one theory. I'm not sure if I can answer that question. Just that I never knew anything else in my life and those people, they weren't always bad. They made me feel good and special. Something nobody else had ever shown me in life. Well, it sounds like they manipulated you, Andy said. That's no excuse, Allie said. It's not, but I swear that if we get out of here, I'll help you find your brother, Dale said with tears in his eyes. And mine. I smiled. This felt like a real breakthrough. Now it was time for the final decision. Hello participants, your actions of last night severely hurt one of the participants of group 2. While I appreciate that you decided this together, group 2 still deserves to punish you. They were the ones who won the game after all. To make things a little fair, we're giving you two options that you can decide from. Option 1. The death of participant Derek. Group 2 will decide how to murder him and all of you will watch live. Option 2. Each of you will have one hand cut off. You will be sedated and a doctor will conduct the operation in a safe manner. You have five minutes to discuss. Well, Derek, sorry but my choice is clear. I wouldn't give my hand for someone who almost murdered my sister, Ashley said. You gave him the mirror to defend himself, and that's what he did. I don't want to lose my hand, but I don't think it's worth more than a human life, Andy responded. 
Wow, look at you, the guy who likes to watch people through cameras suddenly acting like a morally good person. Maybe it's just a test, Ali said. Maybe they want to see if we would sacrifice ourselves for him. Andy laughed. That actually wouldn't surprise me. You're awfully quiet, Derek. What do you think? Do you deserve to live? Dimitri asked. And does my opinion matter? Any human deserves to live, Ali said confidently. Do you really believe so, Ali? What if we had the choice to send Dale? Would your answer be the same? Would you give a hand for Dale who likes to beat up children? Stop wasting time, Dimitri. That's not the question right now. The question is whether we will save Derek and I don't think there's a choice. I, for one, don't want his blood on my hands. Andy interrupted him. It won't be on your hand. It'll be on the hands of group two. The five minutes are over. Leader of group one, which option does your group choose? Option one, Derek is sacrificing himself. What? Andy shouted. His face turned completely red as he was trying to somehow free himself from the handcuffs. That wasn't our choice. You just sealed his fate. That's not our decision. Social, we want to change the option, please. Ali screamed towards the door. I'm sorry, the choice is now logged in. Derek will be picked up soon. The participants of Group 1 were sitting on their beds, still cuffed up as the television turned on again. They saw the same room. This time, Derek was sitting tied up on a chair. He screamed and shouted and cried, but the sound was muted. All they saw was the look of fear in his eyes as a man wearing a Venetian mask entered the room. With a big smile on his face, he held up a sharp knife. He pushed it inside Derek and fresh blood replaced the dried up stains on his shirt. Group 1 watched as life slowly vanished from his face. And then the transmission ended. Day 5 Guess your study was a great success, huh? She said with a smug undertone. I sighed. I almost regretted getting her involved in all this. It wasn't a complete failure. We did gain some interesting insights. Jeez, man, look at the screen. They're tied up in their beds, screaming and insulting each other. How is this a success? She asked. Well, just take a look at Andy. The most important thing to him had always been to gain more knowledge. Find an answer to absolutely everything. He didn't care if he had to use people for that. I watched him closely during these days and even being stuck in there as a participant, he never stopped observing. He wrote down connections, ideas, theories. If you zoom into the scenes where he's writing down stuff, you can see that there was one thing he kept asking himself. Who is group two? How are they different? What are their motives and how far would they go? We were both looking at the screen now where Andy was sitting silently. For the first time in a while, he didn't look mad or even scared, but upset. Upset that he had lost a friend that he had made. At least, that's my theory until I get to interview him about it. That's interesting, but not a surprise. I mean, he's a scientist, that's kind of what they do. The blonde woman responded. Yeah, but as I said, he never cared about what anybody had to endure as long as he got his answer. 
we gave him the option to see group two. We never specified how many of them would be there to kill Derek or how they would do it. And still, Andy chose to save Derek. He would have even given his own hand to save him. Looks like progress to me. She stayed quiet for a while. Okay, yeah, I can see that perspective. Although, that's the way you interpreted it. True, I responded. I guess I like to see the good in people. Which is why I'm even prouder of Dale's progress. Not only would he have saved Derek, but he also confessed everything about his questionable past to Allie. And he even promised to help her find his brother, meaning that he would have to betray the people that he works for, she added. Oh, they would never take him back anyway after I got him involved in all this. It might take a while to help him and Allie with their trauma, but I think we can manage. I said optimistically when I looked back at the screens. My mood darkened again. She seemed to be thinking the same thing. We achieved quite a lot in these few days, but there was not even a tiny bit of change observable in Dimitri. He had fooled the participants on one occasion or the other, but from our perspective it was clear. He was manipulative, persuasive, and didn't give a crap about human life. He wanted control. He was sitting there ignoring anything the other participants shouted at him while Ashley sat there laughing hysterically. God, I hated those two. What about my sister? I got up to stretch my legs and arms a little. I had hardly moved these past few days. Most of the time, I had been glued to the screen, and when I wasn't, I spent the time writing down notes or researching Region Z. There had already been new stuff going on there. It felt impossible to get it all under control. She's a tough case, but she's not as lost as Dimitri. There were a few moments where she was actually acting pro-social, even if it was in her own strange way. When Dale pushed Allie away on the first day, she tried to help her, even though they had just met. When Derek was sent to the punishment, she gave him something to defend himself. And most importantly, she cares about you, Mel. I had met Mel a while ago when I started to collect information on the mischief taking place in Region Z. She was connected to Dimitri who kidnapped people from her town, including her sister. When he tried to get Mel involved in his business, she was the first one to disobey. While her ways were a tad unethical, she did her best to help her family and those other people out of the brainwashing methods of that sociopath. After we talked about everything, and I told her about all the things that I had witnessed in the last years. She decided to help me. You probably remember her as the girl who Derek cut with the piece of mirror. I want to believe that she can get better, but my father had been part of Dimitri's strange cult for decades without us even knowing. I'm afraid that Ashley comes after him. We'll do everything to get her better, and don't worry. I already have some plans for Dimitri. But for now, we should get started with the last round of our experiment. The social is pretty excited about it. Hello, participants. I hope you all enjoyed the gruesome murder of participant Derek. We believe that he shouldn't go to waste considering he cared a lot about this group. We will prepare some delicious meals from his leftovers and send them over shortly. Hope you enjoy it. Or better, ham. This is a joke, right? Dale muttered. We had to watch live how Derek got murdered last night. 
I don't think any of this is a joke. They're torturing us, Ali said. He was the kindest one of the group. He didn't deserve it. I'm not humoring these people anymore. We can't even eat anything. We're tied up. Ashley laughed. I would eat them though. I mean, it's not my first choice, but I'm honestly starving. And in a way, I think that's our price. Price? What the heck is wrong? Ali stopped speaking as the door of the apartment opened. One of our researchers walked inside dressed in a white hazmat suit hiding their face. They were carrying a big plate with pieces of meat that had been seasoned and drained in a delicious red sauce. The researchers started on the corner of Ashley and filled a spoon with some pieces of meat. She didn't even bat an eye as she opened her mouth and swallowed what was left of Derek. The rest of the participants declined. It surprised me that Dimitri wasn't interested. Are you not curious how human meat tastes, Andy? Thought you would be the one most interested in it. In case you want to know my opinion, it was pretty good. Shut up, Ashley. He couldn't even stand you. Didn't he watch you get tortured in those videos? Pretty sure that our little Derek had his own little quirks as well. She laughed. Andy pointed his gaze towards our researcher. Who are you? What is this about? You know what, I don't care if you send me back to that decision game, I want out of this. I never agreed for you to murder anyone. Let me go. Or screw it. Let me stay with the two psychos, but let Allie and Dale go, please. What a wonderful breakthrough. The researcher turned around and left with a plate of meat. Hey social, did you hear what I just said? Andy shouted as the door shut. Hello Andy. We are thrilled to see how excited you are about decisions, but as you know, I like to give different options. One of you may leave, but only if you all can agree on the same person. Whoever we would decide on, they would probably murder them as well. We are a group and we should stay together, Dimitri said. Yeah, like Derek stayed with us. Ali spoke with the most cynical undertone. We are literally in the worst place ever. If there is any chance of getting out, I would take it, Dale said. But if we have to choose one person, I say we choose Allie. I think you agree, Andy. Andy nodded. And Dimitri, as you so lovingly made the last decisions for us, I would say that you owe us this one. And Dimitri raised his shoulders. Sure, let the girl go. But if they murder and butcher her, you'll join Ashley in feasting upon her. Ashley, will you vote for Allie? Dill asked. I will, but Allie... She whispered the next part, but from what I was able to hear, she wanted Allie to take the last weapons that they had to kill us and free the rest of the group. Hey, social, let Allie go, we all agree. Dimitri said in a monotonous tone. The electronic handcuffs of Allie opened up. She tried to get up, but her legs were shaking too much. As she got her balance back, she reached under the bed to get a weapon, but Andy and Dale simultaneously shouted, No! Don't risk it. They'll have security measures. Who knows what they'll do if they see you have weapons? Andy said. We agreed on this. She has to get us out. Ashley shrieked. He's right, Allie. Don't risk it. Just make sure they let you go, Dale added. And then his handcuffs opened too. So did Andy's. Hey, social, let me go. I want to go. Ashley screamed. 
The door of the apartment opened and the researcher in the hazmat suit waved at Allie, Dale and Andy to follow. They walked outside and the door closed behind them. I turned off the screens. I needed a break from Dimitri and Ashley. You must be starving. Sit down, eat something. You're safe here. I said towards the three of them as they entered the room. Mel was sitting next to me giving them a sympathetic smile. We had been a little afraid of this moment. I didn't like the look of fear on their faces but I kept telling myself, we did all of this for the greater good. You, it's you, the girl from group 5, the one that Derek hurt. Allie looked furious, as if she had just gained her strength back and was ready to jump us. She looked ready to fight but Andy held her back. And you were the one wearing the mask. I recognize you. You killed Derek. Dale said while making eye contact with me. Now the two of them were fuming. While Andy was distracted by holding Allie back, Dale started storming towards us. Wait, a voice from the back said. I'm not dead. Derek took off the hat of the hazmat suit. I was ready for the worst. We screwed with their heads completely, but of course, I never intended for anyone to actually get hurt. What happened in the last social experiment was awful. I wasn't going to repeat any of the physical harm. I just had to make them think that it was happening, that their decisions had actual consequences. But still, while we didn't hurt anyone physically, this was mentally painful in more ways than one. They thought that they were the reason a person had died. Ashley even thought that she ate human flesh. I was ready for the worst, but not for Andy to start laughing. He walked up to the table and took a seat. With confused looks on their faces, the other two carefully followed him. There never was a group two, was there? Andy finally said. I smiled. No. And Derek, you knew about all this from the beginning. You acted your part pretty well. It wasn't all acting. I did despise you in the beginning, but you showed some major redemption. And then he looked at Allie and whispered, I'm so sorry. I know this is all a lot. Please let me explain why we did this and afterwards. You can decide what you think of us, I said. You're social, aren't you? Allie asked. My real name is Josh. I gave them a half smile and then continued in a more serious tone. We chose this group of participants for a particular reason. All of you had been in contact with an awful organization. Dale, you worked for some of them. So did you, Andy. Which is one of the reasons that I didn't feel too much remorse putting you in this study if I'm completely honest. Or would you disagree? They both looked at the ground and stayed quiet. What about me? Allie asked. You were a more ambiguous case. We saw some signs of unethical behavior from you, but mostly you were altruistic and empathetic. We were hoping that your and Derek's traits could have rubbed off on your group, and you were the only slight connection that we could find to Dale. We needed you to, while increase the guilt in him. I realized that we deceived you and I'm sorry. I swallowed. I'm sorry about the last days. I know well how awful being in a situation like this is. 
but it helped us gain a lot of insight on how to stop what is happening. You are saying that my old research department, Dale's School for Torturing Children and Dimitri's Kidnapping Circle are all somehow connected? Andy asked. Well, yes. They are all run by people who come from this organization. A while ago, my friends and I managed to eliminate one of their worst members, but she wasn't the only one involved and the other members are stepping up the game. Apparently, the region where you all originate from is a breeding place for their followers, all showing similar signs of obedience. This experiment was a way to test how to change this. You met Dimitri. Now imagine a whole organization full of people like him. If you think that you don't want to be controlled and be mad at us, I get it. But these people have been controlling all of us for much longer, and they will continue to do so. Mel added. We discussed more and tried to explain as much as we could, but the three of them were so exhausted. I think a lot of input was hard for them to grasp, which is understandable. Why are you even telling us all this? Is it a part where you tell us your evil plan and then kill us? Allie said. She reminded me a little of me when I chatted with Maria, the original social. No, I want to ask you to join us, to destroy them once and for all. You don't have to decide now, take as much time as you need. What about those other two in the room? You're not inviting them to join your crew, are you? We'll try and help my sister. She's still so young and I know you got an awful impression of her, but I like to believe that it's not her fault, Mel said. As to Dimitri, I feel like all we can do for him right now is get rid of him. Dearie, how are you feeling? As to me, I've had some pretty stressful days if I'm being honest. What a wild ride this experiment has been. I definitely got a little too involved with this, as always, and I'm still not sure how to feel about everything. The participants seem to be more understanding than I ever expected, but in the end, I still use them. I guess that's another thing that I'll have to live with. All in all, I think this was quite a success. I'm sad that I couldn't find answers to everything. One of the participants was just impossible to crack. I figured I could just send him to you instead. I'm sure you don't mind getting a visitor. If I remember correctly, anybody that visits Hickley never wants to leave again. Let's talk again soon. Love. J, aka Social 2.0. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. Wherever you may be in the world, I hope that you're staying safe and sound. And as always, stay creepy. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. 
The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus creator meetups, networking and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. Listener.